Larry Summers strikes again. It behooves me, folks. I mean, it really behooves me that these wealthy elitists, uh, economists, advisors of every stripe simply don't understand. And it simply seems like whenever there is an economic problem, they want the economic problem solved on the backs of the poor and the middle class. I'll give you an example with something that Larry Summers said to Farid Zakaria, and then we'll take it on the other side because it is amazing that he can actually have these words emanate from his mouth. Check this out. One of the people who disagreed with you in previous years has been Paul Krugman, who has written something where he says, uh, you were right, he was wrong about inflation. But he says you were right for the wrong reasons, that actually the big COVID spending bill didn't have that bad an effect on the economy. What really happened was something unforeseen by anybody, which was that coming out of the pandemic, uh, supply chains got screwed up. People started buying lots more goods rather than services and all those kind of snafus and log jams caused by the pandemic are really what has produced this inflation. There wouldn't have been nearly the same kinds of supply chain problems if huge amounts of money had not been put in people's pockets that enabled them to spend. If we weren't giving people who were laid off unemployment insurance that was far more than the salaries they had been earning, if we weren't mailing checks willy-nilly uh, to uh, families, there would have been less spending. That would have meant less bottlenecks. It was predictable that supply would be reduced, given that we had a pandemic. But when supply is reduced, you have to reduce demand as well if you don't want to have substantial inflation. Printing money and distributing it well ahead of the supply of goods is a prescription for inflation. And uh, that's uh, what we did. We injected enough money into the economy to make total spending grow at an 11.6% rate last year. When you have 11.6 growth rate in spending, then on any reasonable theory of how much capacity there is, you're going to have a lot of inflation. And that's what we did. Let me first correct Larry Summers. There was no shortage of gas, but the prices went through the roof anyway. Larry Summers would have you believe that there's this mythical market out there. There is a market, but the market these guys speak about is a mythical market. Because understand what he is saying. He's acknowledging that government does have a role. In other words, if we can put money somewhere, we can get particular results. He also acknowledges that the problem, the supply chain problem indirectly, he, he, does it, he acknowledges this indirectly, is the corporate sector's problem. But, but here's his solution. Here's what he says. Well, if you want give people money, put more money into their pockets when there's a supply chain problem, then of course prices are going to go up. He's acting as if prices magically go up. Corporate, the corporatocracy says we are going to increase the price of this product, whether there is demand or whether there's capacity or not. I'm not talking demand, I'm saying whether there's capacity or not. 
I can understand price increases when there is no capacity. And the reason why is, well, if there's no capacity, maybe you need some higher prices to help bring back capacity, even though the lack of capacity is the doing of those who created that lack of capacity, the corporatocracy, putting uh, ships, or, I mean, putting jobs overseas and also not having inventories in America, just in time inventory, created those shortages, which then caused the prices to rise. And when the prices rise, these guys make more profits. What we should do is clap, clamp their profits for their failures. In other words, if you failed with the supply chain problem and the prices as such, you charge higher prices, then we return their excess profits back to the system for being screwed up in failing to create a supply chain problem that you used to maximize your earlier profits. I mean, it's simple. We are always asking the middle class and the poor to pay. The second thing he says, and you gave more money than they earned with wages that they had before. It has been common knowledge that we've had stagnant wages for over 30, 40 years. In other words, Americans have not really gotten increases in their salaries in that time. All the Biden administration did is say, if we are going to pay you while we ask you to stay home, we are going to pay you a living wage, which is somewhere around 15 bucks an hour. It's really should be quite a bit more. If we had if our price, if our wages had gone up with inflation and productivity, we would be at tw- a minimum wage of $21 or so per, year, per, per hour. But no, Biden and, and the administration said, okay, we'll pay, the, the money we pay you to stay home is equivalent to 15 bucks an hour while you're staying home and getting things together. Can the middle class and the poor, for a change, get a break? When the economy cratered, the government had no problem, absolutely no problem, creating something called uh, creating liquidity. Allow, in other words, uh, e- quantitative easing. They had no problems creating quantitative easing for the corporations. You didn't hear them saying, well, you guys put yourself in this position. You guys created derivatives that destroyed the market. They destroyed the market. This was the corporatocracy destroying the market and the government made them whole. But asking the middle class or putting a few bucks in the middle class's pocket, oh, it's going to be inflationary. No, it's not. It's inflationary for the products that we have short supply on the supply chain problem that these guys created. So yes, if we allow for inflation on just those products that have supply chain issues, understandable as long as we don't allow those corporate frauds to increase their profits based on the increased prices. We should take it all back from them and put it back into the economy. They created the problem. And then they ask the middle class and the poor to pay for it over and over and over again. People, we have to smarten up. We have to stop buying into the fallacies that they tell us. We have to be cognizant. We have to be cognizant of how our economic system actually works. We need a better economic system, but this is what we got right now.
We have to get into a bifurcated free enterprise system where we don't have a corporatocracy with dominion over us who dictate what we spend, dictate what we earn, dictate everything. You want freedom? Those people who support the corporatocracy, they're always talking about freedom. That's a false freedom. You want real freedom? Then it should be you who are owning these companies that you work for. Then it should be you who are profiting from the labor that you provide. Then it's you who should be in charge. And there are ways to do these things. There are ways not to have a tiny point, something percent of our population be masters of indentured servants, be masters of antiseptic slaves. We have to do better, but we have to empower our, well, we are already empowered. We have to realize that we are in effect empowered if we choose to use the power of our vote in a collective manner. So folks, first of all, go out there and vote and vote as progressive as you can for values that you support. And then let's get busy taking back what is ours. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.